0: My name's Carson and you're listening to the Just Keep Showing Up podcast, a show created to provide you with juicy, helpful copywriting and marketing tips, as well as inspiring conversations with friends I've met along the way so you can keep showing up to grow your brand and bring your magic to life. Without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. What is up and welcome back to the Just Keep Showing Up podcast. If you're new here, Thanks for taking a chance on me and listening to this episode. Whatever brought you here, whether it was a friend sharing or you just searching on your podcast app, I'm so glad that you found this podcast and I hope it just blesses you and helps you so much today. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back and thank you for spending your time with me each week. It means the world to me and it's exactly why I do what I do. So I am, I don't like to just jump right into episodes. I've decided um, I like to just share a little bit about, I don't know, just like life and the moment because even though this is business stuff um, and just education, um, I like just letting you in on pieces of my life and what's going on at the moment So currently I'm recording this on a Sunday evening. I have um, a really fun beverage that I just made. I just tried it actually. So I'm kind of on a sober curious journey, if you will. I did this last year as well, where I think I didn't drink for like the first three months of the year and it was just so refreshing and so nice. Um, And I'm kind of doing that again. I really have for the last couple of years have been really interested in just like being sober and not that I need to for any specific reason, but ever since I turned 30 last year, liquor just hits different. I don't know if you are approaching your 30s or in your 30s and you can relate to that, but yeah, it just hits different. It doesn't make me feel that great. I'm not enjoying it. I do enjoy wine every now and again, but I like the best version of me, the, the version of me that feels better is just the version of me that doesn't drink. And so I'm trying to embrace that. I'm trying to just explore what that means. And also this year, I went on a few trips, I've gone on two trips um, this year with friends that I met on Instagram that have just become like a really, really close, precious friends to me. And um, they have made the choice not to drink either. And so just going on trips with them and just seeing that we can have fun in such a great time and alcohol does not have to be a factor, like a fun factor it has been so refreshing and so cool. Um, so yeah, I'm just <laughs> the, fu- okay. So long story long, where I was going with that is the fun beverage that I have is, um, there it's a, like a tequila drink, but it's non-alcoholic tequila. So I just tried this brand that my friend Nat recommended to me. It's called ritual zero proof, and they make different types of non-alcoholic liquor. So I picked up the tequila and the gin. I haven't tried the gin yet, but I have um, tequila and I um, also bought um, grapefruit flavored AHA um, sparkling water. So I did like two ounces of the tequila, the non-alcoholic tequila and some AHA and it's it's really good. It's, it's tasting really good. So if you're interested in that, this is not sponsored or anything. Um, I th- Actually, I do think that they sent me a discount code because I, I mentioned them um, last week when I went to Taco Tuesday. I like kind of just um, filmed my friend and I's reaction to um, the product. So I think I might have a discount code check the show notes I'll go back in my DMs and see if I can pull that um, just like a discount code for you if you want to try it but yeah I'm sipping on Rituals um, Zero Proof tequila and some grapefruit flavored aha it's really good Um, and I also used it with margarita mix a couple taco Tuesdays ago and it was super super good a lot of my friends there couldn't even tell that it didn't have alcohol in it which was wild Um, so That's what I have. It's just a Sunday afternoon. Kind of did like a little self-care Sunday today. Um, I went on a walk this morning. So I started the morning. I made a matcha. And then I went on a walk with my best friend on the River Walk. I live in Tampa, and we have the River Walk here, like five minutes away from us. So I picked her up. We went on a walk. It was so beautiful, so nice outside. Then I came home, ordered some groceries, showered, um, did some self tanning because um, I really, I'm just, I'm over being pale. To be honest with you, it's like getting too hot in Florida, too sunny in Florida to be pale. Except for I burn, so I have to wear like SPF 50. So the option is self-tanning for me, which I'm not, I'm not mad about that. So I self-tanned, ordered groceries, got some work done, like planned out my week, did a little Sunday, um, a refresh, if you will. And then, yeah, I'm just batching some, some podcast episodes. So, Today's episode is all about the three must-haves for every email and if you know me oh my gosh you know if you've been around for a minute you know uh, I love email marketing so 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 much like so much I I mean obviously I created a course on email marketing it's called email marketing 101 link is in the show notes if you just like want to check the course out if email marketing feels important to you but Anytime I send email marketing related tips, like the one I'm about to share with you to my email list, they go wild. The crowd goes wild, okay, which I love because I love that people actually want to use email marketing to nurture their community and support their sales efforts. I mean, it's such a great addition to your marketing in my opinion. However, even though that might be the case, even if you want those things, right, there seems to be one major common denominator that stands in the way of people achieving that goal of achieving using email marketing consistently throughout their uh, marketing platforms and just you know throughout their brand and the common denominator is writing emails okay for some people maybe even yourself writing emails can feel like one of the most intimidating and out of your comfort zone tasks you've done in a while all right and some of the thoughts um, that my email marketing 101 students have told me that they've had when they sit down to write emails are what do I say I don't want to come off as too professional right or wait this is email, should I try to come off as more professional? Or how do I not sound too salesy? Or is anyone even going to read this? Or did I do this right? And so on. You might even be able to relate to like one of those things or insert, you know, your narrative when you sit down to write email there. And truly, I, I hate that for you. I really hate that for you because email doesn't have to be this formal weird thing that you send off into space. Um, it can totally be fun and you can approach it with a lot of confidence if you have the right resource which is why I created this podcast episode and the bonus um, resource, the free resource that goes along with it. It's also called send it. Um, you can find that down in the show notes. Okay be sure to check that out after this episode or pause it and um, go grab it now and then come back to the episode. Um, But in all transparency and for the sake of time, I'm sharing three must-haves to include in every email you send so you don't miss any essential performance boosting elements allowing you to feel super confident as you hit send. So in this podcast episode, I'm, I'm sharing three of the five must-haves to include in every email, okay? For the sake of time. But if you go down to the show notes, like I just said, I have included a bonus resource that has the five must-haves for every email. So it has these three plus two more, but for the sake of time, I'm sharing the top three from that list, okay? So there's a checklist with all five must-have elements in the show notes if you'd like to download it and use it for your next email. But I'm ready to dive into the top three, if you are. And we are going to start with the first element, which is bullet points, numbers, dashes, or emojis to break up bulky text. So this is the first element that I want you to include in every email that you send, if appropriate, and nine times out of 10, it totally is. So you might be like, what, like bullet points? <laughs> bullet points is your first is your first element? But listen. This is. Inc- oh, I can't. I wish I could just grab your shoulders and be like, "Yes, bullet points." I'm. I'm. I'm drilling bullet points or some type of bullet point into you, because as hard as this is to accept, um, people don't read every word you write. Okay, they scan. Think about your own reading habits, all right? Seriously, the last time you opened an email, read a blog post, or came across a caption with multiple paragraphs, you likely scanned it for the important stuff. I highly, highly doubt you read 100% of those words, okay? And nothing says, hey, look at me, I'm important for you to see, like bullets, or a numbered list, or dashes, or emojis, okay? Not to mention, they break up your text in a way that makes your reader want to stop and scan. It's the thing that people's eyes land on and they're like, okay, let's pause. This looks easy and inviting to read because it's not a big bulky paragraph they have to spend time sorting through. So let's say you're writing an email that is providing your list with a tip and you very much so want people to see and implement that tip. It would be wildly more beneficial for you to pop the contents of that tip in a numbered list, bullets, or even emojis than to type it out in paragraph form. Or let's say you're writing a sales email email where you want to outline the benefits or deliverables of your offer. Again, using some type of bulleted list is going to make it easier for your reader to consume and understand that informa- information that you're putting in that sales email. So again, to recap, using bullet points in your email helps too break up bulky text to improve the scannability of your content, draws attention to important information, and communicates information clearly and effectively. All right, so bullet points, she's she's the moment, she's the star, she's the star of this, okay? Bullet points are some type of bullet point. Hey there, I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'm so sorry to interrupt. I literally never do this, but I had to take a moment and invite you to the free workshop I'm hosting this month on Thursday, May 26th at 1 p.m. Eastern on how to create your email marketing game plan. If you've had start an email list on your to-do list for months or email marketing just feels important to you and your brand, then this workshop might be really, really beneficial for you to come to or to watch the replay. There will be a replay. It's going to be about 90 minutes with some Q&A at the end, and we're going to cover how to choose the right email service provider for you, how to create your brand's email marketing goals, how to develop your nurture campaign strategy, how to repurpose content you've already created to use in fresh ways for your email list, and a little bonus lesson on the anatomy of an email people will actually want to read. I hope that you come and you leave excited to implement what you've learned so that you can create a sustainable email marketing game plan that works for your brand. If you're interested, hop on down to the show notes. You can sign up and register for the workshop. Set your calendars. There will be a replay in case you can't make it live, but there will be some giveaways if you do show up to the workshop live. So that's a little plus for you. And if you're listening to this episode after the fact, you can always watch the replay. There will always be a replay available. So hop on down to the show notes, register if that feels good for you. And I cannot wait to see you there. Next up, number two, is an invitation to reply to your email. Okay. Again, we have to take a we have to take a moment. We have to take a moment because this is huge. And in order to appreciate this in its entirety, you have to understand that I approach email, and I want and I want to help you approach email not just from a copywriting point of view, but from a technical email marketing point of view first and foremost. I think that if you approach it from this point of view, you're going to be so far ahead of anyone else. Okay. And when you understand email marketing, you understand why certain pieces of content and copy. Are incredibly beneficial for you to include. If you're in my email marketing one on one course, then you've heard me preach this before. But having people reply to your emails improves your sender reputation, and we always want as much of that as we can get. Now I know you're like, Carson, what did you say sender? Like you, I, you're you like, you're gonna have to explain that to me. And that's fine. I'm gonna give you a quick lesson on sender reputation and it's like a credit score, but for email, okay? So the better your sender reputation, the more likely your emails are to land in someone's inbox instead of their spam or promotions folder. If you have a poor or a bad sender reputation, most inbox service providers like Gmail won't even allow you to reach the inbox. So they won't even deliver your mail. All right. While there are many ways to improve your reputation, the people on your list replying to your emails is in an, it's an amazing way. Okay. It's an amazing, amazing way. Not only does it boost your confidence tenfold when you see a response, right? Like you send an email to your list and like 10, 20 people respond. You're going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to freaking send an email every week. Like this is amazing. But on the technical side, your responder is telling their inbox service provider that you are a trusted sender and not a a robot because there's a conversation exchange between your inbox and their inbox taking place, okay? So let's say you send an email to me and I receive it in my Gmail inbox and I click on it, I open it and I respond to it, all right? Clicks, opens, responses, those are all um, sender reputation boosting elements, okay, all those things boost your sender reputation. But if I took the time to respond to your email, and it you know, I I sent the I sent an email back to you responding to the email that you sent me, it is telling Gmail, which is my inbox service provider that you are a trusted source because their customer, which is me, is using it to respond to you and you're not a bot, okay, there's an exchange taking place. All right, so let's say 10 of your subscribers respond to your email and they all use Gmail as their inbox service provider. This tells Gmail that you are a trusted sender and to place more of your, in, your emails in their customers' inboxes. Because it's, it's um, inbox service provider like Gmail, Yahoo, you know, Apple Mail, it's their job to protect their customers, okay? They, they take the stance of protecting their customers. So every time you send an email, To your list, inbox service providers are scanning your sender reputation to make sure that you have a good score, okay? A good sender reputation. And if you do, if you haven't done any like weird spammy stuff, um, then more of your emails will land in their clients, their customers' inboxes, all right? So how do you invite people to reply? All you have to do is simply ask them a question related to your email topic, or tell them that if they have any questions related to what you shared, to hit reply. I like to assure um, my community that there's a very real human, and usually some dogs, behind the screen that are happy to help them, okay? So that is why you should invite people to respond to your emails and how to invite them to reply. Lastly, number three, we want to include a PS section. So this is just as important as the first two, but most people will skim an email and head down to the PS section to decide if the email is worth reading. Did you know that? I think of the percentages like in the upper eighties, like 88% of people will like read the first line of the email. So like, Hey, so-and-so or whatever your opening line is. And then they, you know, cause people are, we're highly distracted humans in 2022. Okay. And they'll scan down to, um, you know, if they see a PS section, they'll read the PS section and try to see if. There's a recap about of what the email was about, and then go back and they'll read the rest of the email. Okay, very similar to like Instagram captions, all right? So, like I said, most people will skim an email. So, adding a PS section is a powerful way to recap the main point of your email and add in an important call to action so it doesn't get missed in the body of the copy um, or the body copy. So let's say the body copy is your email. So let's say, you know, you are selling something and promoting a workshop, um, whatever it might be, like you're, you're mentioning your podcast or blog post, you want to add that call to action wherever you want your readers to go in the PS section as well because if people do um, just immediately scan down to the PS section of your email, you still want them to go where, you know, where you wanted them to go in the first place with the email, okay? So some ways to write a short, sweet and effective PS section are, and I have a few examples here, um, is if you wanna encourage a reply, you could say something along the lines of, if you found the name of your email topic helpful, feel free to hit reply and let me know. I promise there's a very real human on the other side of this email and I'd love to provide you with more content like this. Okay, so that's just to encourage like a general reply. And even if there's no call to action in your email, So even if you're not getting them um, to click on or you're not sending them to a blog post or a podcast episode, let's just say you're just sharing something general, you still want to encourage a reply, okay? So, you know, you can just tell them, you know, feel free to hit reply if you have any questions or if you found this helpful, I'd love to know and I'd love to chat with you. So another way is to send someone to another piece of content related to your email, all right? So let's say, um, you know, you are trying to get them to go visit your blog post or podcast episode or IG post on the topic of the email. You could say if you enjoyed and then topic uh, you covered in your email, you'd insert that there, then you might love this blog post, podcast episode, IG post. You'd put that, the name of it there on whatever topic, you know, is related or goes further in depth that, you know, you want them to, that you're trying to expand on. And then tap here to read or listen or to see it now, okay? And then one more, let's say that you are um, trying to provide clarity around a sale or discount or bonus ending soon. So this would be like in a sales email. You would say, PS, just a quick reminder, and then you'd, you know list the name of the offer or the sale or the bonus content ends, and then you would tell them when it ends on whatever date it ends. Be sure to take advantage before then by tapping here, okay? So you're just saying, hey, this sale, You know, PS, just a quick reminder that this sale ends on this day. Um, be sure to take advantage by tapping here. So you're recapping the main point of the sales email there, all right? Okay, so um, I just wanna give you some last thoughts on writing your PS section as well is you want it to be brief, no more than two to three sentences, all right? And you want to summarize, and the next thing is you want to summarize the main point of your email, all right? So you want it to be brief, two, I would, uh, two to three, three sentences max, ish um because we don't want it to look like a paragraph right we're trying to eliminate like the bulky paragraph situation so two three sentences and then you want to summarize the main point of your email and then you want it to include the most important link or call to action all right um and then if you want an email must have checklist so if you want all five tips so i just gave you three right we just went over three if you want the full five must-have checklist plus a video walkthrough of how i use the five tips. Um, then go ahead and scroll on down to the show notes and grab the send it bonus resource. Okay, so I give you two more, two more tips, and then I also filmed a video alongside those five tips, walking you through an email that I've actually sent to my list and how I and how I use all five tips in that email because i typically do use all five must-have elements in every email every single time okay so i hope this was really helpful i hope this was encouraging i know that you know email marketing can feel super super important to to people but also sending emails can feel scary and intimidating A lot of my email marketing students have told me that they've had email sending stage fright. And I, this is actually one of the resources that I provide in the Email Marketing 101 um, course. And it has just, I've heard (laughs) that it's helped people so much just feel super confident. um, Just being able to run through the checklist or to use the checklist as kind of like an email writing guide and then send their email. So I hope this was helpful. I hope it encourages and inspires you to get back out there, send some emails or to start your list altogether. and if you have a moment and you feel so called feel free to leave a review that would mean the world to me but until next time my friend cheers the chat soon and do not do not do not do not forget to check out the show notes and grab that bonus resource well fancy meeting you here thanks so much for listening to today's episode if you found this episode or the podcast in general helpful would you do me a quick favor and leave a review it literally takes less than five minutes and helps others like yourself hear about the show so they can tune in too my podcast team and i aka my husband would be forever grateful and it would just bless all of our work cheers and see you in the next episode